Hey, friends, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of SGT Report. Guys, we have so much to cover today. We believe gold and silver is poised for the big move as the economy is ready to crumble and then collapse. Gary Gensler continues to get his butt handed to him at every turn, twice now recently, first with Ripple, now with the Grayscale ETF, the Bitcoin Trust. More on that in just one second. Let me welcome our returning guest, Bob Kudla. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very well. You know, I know my audience doesn't love the Bitcoin crypto thing, but I want to lead with this because it's very, very refreshing to watch one of these snakes get his butt handed to him. This time, a federal appeals court ruled on Tuesday that the Securities and Exchange Commission must reconsider the crypto asset manager Grayscale Investments application to launch the first Bitcoin exchange traded fund. They wanted to turn their Bitcoin trust into an ETF. And Gary said no at every turn, shutting them down. And so finally, Grayscale sued and the judge agreed, calling Gary Gensler arbitrary and capricious. Bob, I had to look that up. I think I have a pretty good grasp on language, but I wanted to look up capricious. Given to sudden and unaccountable changes of mood or behavior used in an example, it goes like this. It's terrible to feel our livelihood hinges on a capricious boss. That one really made me laugh because Gary Gensler is a very capricious boss. And this is how he's been treated most recently when he goes in front of the Senate or Congress. Did you coordinate with Democratic staff? And I asked because it happened before. And I want to be clear whether you operate of your own accord or whether there's some sort of coordinated approach to the damage that you're inflicting on America's capital markets. This committee is not happy with that attitude or performance. Your responses have been inadequate. Can you explain why you failed to answer my letter, Mr. Chairman? Um, There's a letter that I just got in the last two weeks. All right, it goes on and on and on and on. So Gary's had his butt handed to him regarding Ripple. Ripple's not a security, according to a court. And now Grayscale, as the BlackRock ETF, or perhaps now the Grayscale ETF, draws ever nearer. Bob, what do you have to say about any of that? Yeah, I mean Gary Gensler. Look, he was he he's put in there to stop things, not to you know provide oversight and regulation for securities, right? So he was put in there for that specific reason. Look, him and Sam Bankman-Fried, they had a different plan. I don't think he realized how how uh, corrupt um, you know uh, SBF was, and now he's kind of all alone on an island here, you know. Um, I think 2024 should be the year of the impeachment. They need to they need to get this guy impeached so that he has to stand tall in front of Congress. But it's not just that. Look, you know, they've been doing the gold and silver forever. He's he's in there to defend fiat. And then that's it. Yeah, I think he's doing the bidding of Goldman Sachs, his former master, uh, as we've covered before. He didn't do jack squat when he was the head of the CFTC to rein in the paper manipulation of the precious metals. I mean, literally, he did nothing to stop all of that criminality. And now as the head of the SEC, I'd have to say he's one of the most loathed men in government right now. And I'm talking about just regular financial folks that you see on CNBC. They've been calling for his head on a spike for quite some time, Bob. Well, I mean, look, I mean, he he, he has some competition in terms of loathsome government officials, right? You know, pretty much the entire Biden administration's, uh, you know, executive committee, if you will, is is there to, designed to be political activists, not executors of of the government. So uh, I say I put him in the top 10 because I think there's some far worse people out there and he's pretty awful. 
Yeah, it would be a race for the gold medal, wouldn't it? I mean, everybody in federal government seems to be pretty evil at this point. Certainly the puppet masquerading as President Joe Biden. Did you see how he was greeted in Maui after two weeks of saying no comment? He was greeted with the middle finger salute. Yeah, and then Biden um, goes down. I mean, uh, then Trump goes to South Atlanta after his uh, his his mugshot, and people are screaming "Free, free Trump!" So um, hopefully, there's a sea change there, you know, and hopefully the uh, the process is a little bit more transparent in 2024. I have to say that in a way that we don't get censored here. But um, you know, I you know I think the worm's turning here. I think people are really get, starting to get frustrated. But here's my philosophy on all this stuff is that things don't matter to people till they matter to people. And I think now enough people are getting worried about the fiat regime that, you know, big money needs to be protecting themselves. And you're, that's what, you know, if we're going to talk gold and silver too, you're already seeing a move now. Um, nice pop in Bitcoin there that gets that big pullback. And then we have gold and silver now. With the Fed's going to have to turn from a tightening environment to a loosening environment here very soon, unless they want a Great Depression on their hands, you're going to see gold and silver take off. And the miners have already taken off. So, you know, we've been we've been getting more and more uh, aggressive in our positioning now with with gold and silver miners. We had a beautiful 10 percent move in, in SLV before people get start adding me about it's 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 a. Uh, you know, it's a fraudulent ETF. Look, I made 10% on my money on it. So it's, it, to me, it's a, a tool. <clears throat> but Heckle is up. CDE is up. Uh, we just bought Barrett Gold this morning and Wheat and Precious Metals up. So all these are, are, are really starting to move now. And because the market is recognizing the fact that the Fed can't now outrun inflation, we're going to get higher inflation because they can't keep tightening because it literally will run the whole economy off the rails. Well, I want to talk about gold and silver. We're going to talk about the economy. I want to talk about some major news items I saw today alone that really make you wonder. But, uh, you know, we sort of started with Bitcoin, the ETF. What do you think the chances are right now that the Bitcoin spot ETF will be approved, be it BlackRock's, be it Grayscale's, be it Fidelity's? I don't know which one, but uh, how in the world could that snake Gary Gensler at this point, after being really humiliated by two courts regarding two of his idiotic cases against Ripple and then Grayscale, what do you think the chances are we see a Bitcoin spot ETF yet this year? And what would that do to the Bitcoin price, Bob? Yeah, I think it's a 100% chance we're going to get it. And I think Gary Gensler was there to slow Grayscale down to allow his friends uh, at BlackRock and Fidelity and Schwab and whoever to catch up. So, yeah, so we're going to have multiple spot Bitcoin ETFs. Look, when they made the announcements two months ago, Bitcoin had a really, really powerful move. That move has been sold back some. And and then I think what we'll do is we'll probably sell a little bit more in, the, in September, October, November, because the markets are going to have liquidity issues. And then once that, that spot ETF is announced, uh, then I think, um, not announced, but actually um, available, then I think we're going to see the big move in Bitcoin. One of the more influential pundits out there who's on CNBC a lot, uh, his name escapes me at the moment, is predicting that the Bitcoin ETF approval will result in a fair market price, in his view, of between 150000 to $180,000 Bitcoin. And that's based on institutional demand, Bob. What do you make of that prediction? I think it's a fair price, but, you know, 
talk to me after we make a new high on Bitcoin. Uh, you know, a lot of people throw these big numbers out. Um, you know, when you're trading like that, I mean, if you're hodling, you don't really care what the prediction is. But if you're trading it is that it needs to make a new high before we can make those kind of claims. So, you know, we're cautious into 2024. And that's when we think the move's going to happen. All right. Before we talk about gold, silver and the crumbling economy, we'll do a few attaboys here. Bob, what is this one about? CDE. Somebody made some. Yeah, that, that's Coeur d'Alene Mines. This is a, a, a trade we did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, when we started started getting the moves in some of these gold and silver miners, he's basically saying, hey, I didn't see it on your, your spreadsheet. I put every trade on the spreadsheet so that people hold myself accountable for it. But it was just another home run hit we had. We had a great trade through our algorithm. Um, ICD, this was another trade we did. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, we, I try to put out one or two trades a day for people. And, um, you know, we're running at about 67% win rate. And so... We, we do really well for our clients and the market now is getting more volatile. So we're actually making even more money. So which one's this one uh, went long Bob's advice. I'll be to you. So we had, we had a trade in the coal stocks too. <clears throat> so our view is that energies of trade we're taking gold and silver miners are trades we're taking the whole energy complex is, is, is trades that we're taking coal. You see uranium, you know, I've been talking uranium for, for years now, uranium's moving. Everything's starting to move now. Let's see what this one. Here we go. XLE and XOM. We put people in trades of this guy made over 100% each. So we, we definitely put people in the right stuff, Sean. Thanks for sharing those, by the way. Yeah. You know, I just wanted people to be aware that uh, you can make money when the markets go up or when they go down, as long as you subscribe to a good service. So uh, do you want to tell people what the offer is this month for Trade Genius? Uh, we have seven uh, basically already prepackaged, pre discounted 65% off bundles that you could trade with us, stocks, ETFs, um, options, the um, futures markets, tr uh, crypto, and just training. They're already pre-discounted 65% off, Sean. So you take advantage of those. And then you can use uh, promo code. I think summer's still available. Um, and it's uh, these. It's 45% off anything that's already not pre-bundled. And, and because we're talking so late in the month, normally and these at the end of the month, Sean, but I'm going to hold these over till September 2nd for your listeners to be able to take advantage of the pricing. So what we do here is that we give you, we give you trades. We teach you how to trade. We, we, we have chat rooms. We communicate with me or the other traders and uh, we have really good education stuff. And we already bundle all those things and the price we charge for the services, nothing to what you get out of it. <clears throat> Especially if you guys are gold and silver bugs, uh, I think you're going to love the action here over the next couple months. All right, guys, I'll leave the link below as we turn our attention to the economy, gold and silver. You believe gold and silver are ready to move. So explain why, because we've been mired in the mid-20s on silver for, boy, as long as I can remember at this point, and we can't seem to crack that all-time high in gold. Yeah, so how it works for, I'll just call it precious metals. So how it works with precious metals is that you have to have the market believing the inflation rate is going to exceed the ability of the Federal Reserve to, to create a rate environment that exceeds it. And so that belief has been coming, and now we're starting to, to see it. The Fed's going to have to stop tightening and when they stop tightening and they go into a multiple pauses, 
gold and silver take off. There's historical precedent for that. And also, <clears throat> we're in an environment that looks a lot like the 1970s. We're going to get a double dip, uh, well, actually a double rip in, in, uh, in CPI. And it's very, very, very bullish for, for the precious metals. So, yeah, the time's finally here. They can't keep suppressing it. And the reason why we jumped on this move a couple weeks ago was that the smart money, you know, as you know, basically have their foot on the, the throat of, of the uh, silver and, and gold traders. They started removing their short positions and they're very, very extensive. And when they start removing their short positions, when you get your biggest move in gold and silver. And so, like I said, SLV, which is a proxy, you know, uh, for gold and silver in terms of at least nominal price action, you could see that uh, we had an immediate 15% move higher in, in silver. And so um, the miners just went with it. And then this week, you know, now that the inflation rate um, with uh, um, and the uh, employment rate starting to, to soften, that is, that is uh, Powell's, that is his number one thing. If, if unemployment goes up, he's going to pause and he's going to cut. And when that happens, gold and silver love that. There's there's a there's actually a correlation between um, unemployment rate and and gold and silver. People get confused. They think gold and silver is strictly a, an inflation hedge. It's actually a, it's actually a hedge against the uh, uh, economic chaos. And so when you start seeing unemployment rate rise, you start seeing gold and silver start to move, especially when the Fed is in the process of rolling down rates. So so that's why we're as bullish as we've been in years, and so we're looking for we're looking for a really good move here. So, um, you know, I don't want to be the same guy that does the Bitcoin predictions, but you know, uh, you know, at the end of the cycle, you know, gold should be um, in the eight to ten thousand dollar range. So uh, we think we think this is a secular move coming. Do you have any updates for us regarding BRICS and de-dollarization? And uh, beyond that, uh, how about CBDCs? When I had Attorney Todd Calendar on last Friday. He shocked me with a piece of information I hadn't heard yet, and I've not really been able to vet this out, but I believe him. He said that on September 20th, there's going to be some event held by the Fed, dollars for CBDCs. I don't know. We'll see how that shakes out. But do you have any updates for us regarding BRICS, de-dollarization, or CBDCs? Yeah, look, I think people, don't let these people confuse you, okay? Look, we don't like the dollar fiat, but I don't like it not because the BRICS are going to take over. The BRICS are... That's a broken system. That's that is a you're getting three card Monty thrown at you here. The you know the dollar use and trade weighted right now is as high as it's been in in decades. So um, forget that. You want to look at what does the dollar buy? That is the most important thing. I don't even worry about the BRICS. Don't worry about the BRICS at all. China's is is a is a failed is a failed experiment. Russia is going to um, not not survive this war even if they win the war. Brazil is corrupt, and, and India is, is has an inability to feed itself and to provide energy for itself. So none of those guys are going to cause us any angst whatsoever. What I like to look at is what does the dollar buy? And, and what the dollar is buying is less and less over time. So you want to own the things that are more scarce than the dollar. That's how much way you have to look at it. Don't get all caught up with the bricks. And I know a lot of people hate the government so much. So you hate the dollar. What's really going to blow people up is that the dollar's probably going to go sky high here, Sean, and people are going to not know what the heck happened. But it doesn't mean the dollar is going to buy more 
gold. We're going to buy more silver. We're going to buy more oil. The dollar and those things go up together 25% of the time. And this is the scenario in which they do move together. So that's my view on BRICS, the dollar, and things that you want to trade. CBDC, you know, I don't know about the September 20th event. I always hear these things. Um, you know, if I want a good rumor, I go down and talk to my bagel guys every morning. They're, they're crypto nuts, and they're always telling me when the central bank digital currency is going to come. I don't think it's quite ready yet. You know, they launched the uh, international thing. Uh, I don't think they, they're in position now to be able to, to uh, you know, launch something that significant where they're going to swap dollars for digital currency. They don't have to. They're going to let the dollar pop first. You know, we're, 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 we're removing dollars from the trading system around the world. People don't realize that. There are dollar shortages everywhere. And I think what's going to happen is once that dollar thing pops like it does, when the dollar rolls over again after that is when they're going to swap this stuff out. And I'm still not convinced that Bitcoin is not part of a U.S. A US intelligence agency scheme either to protect the dollar over time. Just remember, these guys want the dollar in use. That's how they derive all their power. So they're not going to let the dollar collapse against um, third world countries that our, our Navy could blockade at any point in time. Can you just go a bit deeper uh, regarding Bitcoin then on that and that thesis? Because what would that mean for Bitcoin in your view? How could that be a scheme? And I'm not saying it's not. How would Bitcoin be used as a scheme? Because the uh, U.S. federal government has been quite hostile to Bitcoin and crypto well, actually, in general. It's been hostile to all coins. They, we think they've been quite um, benign on, on Bitcoin for the longest time. Look, they could have banned Bitcoin 10 years ago. They decided not to. Mm-hmm. They could have banned trading it. They could have banned all the off ramps. You know, now you have now you have BlackRock and you have Schwab and you have Fidelity and you have uh, Chase, you know, JP Morgan. All those guys are, are setting up um, systems that uh, their clients can trade Bitcoin. And so um, remember, we don't even know who Satoshi is. Right. right? We don't know who he is. And, and, you know, the federal government owns quite a bit of Bitcoin already so you know i don't know if that's not a good backup plan in case something does happen to the dollar and guess what it's already digital sean right so so i'm just saying is look i'm keeping my eyes open you know if they're really really worried about bitcoin they would have killed it in the crib okay they didn't they've been they've been slowly fostering it they killed all the altcoins you can't get a you you can't get an altcoin to save your life right and uh unless you know you want to declare you're not a u.s citizen and so that's my view on it. You know, uh, you guys can agree or disagree, uh, but I've seen nothing yet to say that the government's hostile to it. Uh, I think Gary Gensler is hostile to Grayscale having something, but they haven't been hostile to all these other ETFs that have been coming out for, for Bitcoin. You know, I could trade Bitcoin long or short right now ETFs any day I want. You got BITI, you got BT, BKCH. You could trade them, the Bitcoin miners. Look, they could put... They could they can make Bitcoin mining illegal in the United States. They and there's so many things they can do, they don't do it. So to me, they're benign on it. And and that's why, in my view, you have to own some of it. You know, just like you have to own some gold, you have to own some silver, uh, you have to have energy stocks, you have to have the things that you're gonna need to be able to transact and to live and have a commodity that somebody wants when 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 the uh, when the crap hits the fan here. 
So just don't let people's anger, uh, you know, get in the way of, of being able to get ahead in this environment. Remember, chaos can provide great wealth and protection for your family if you just um, if you just let it. And I'll leave you. I'll leave it this thought with a great advice I got from somebody 15 years ago. And the person said to me, because I was arguing about this, that, and the other thing, he said, Bob, do you want to be right or do you want to be rich? And what he meant to say was stop tilting into the windmills and trade what you see. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, that's what I want to tell everybody else here, too. Don't tilt into something just because you hate it, okay? Uh, your number one goal as a trader and as a, as, as, a, as a head of your family is to make sure that your family has wealth and protection and means and resources to protect them your friends, your family, and your community. You don't don't get all bollocked up because you hate something. Uh, that's that's the wrong attitude to take, and it'll, it, it may cost you everything. You know, I think your thesis is interesting, and if we could just stay on this for just another minute, uh, if they created Bitcoin, right, as an escape valve, we've talked about this before. Imagine Bitcoin as a giant sponge, and what the powers that ought not be don't want is for gold to go from 2000 to 4000. They don't want that 10 trillion dollar gold market turning into a 20 trillion dollar gold market and signaling to the world that the dollar is dead. So you create Bitcoin which could do a 20x from here before it hits a 10 trillion dollar market cap. So think exactly. of all the trillions that could be mopped up with Bitcoin and then the government would have plausible deniability. Hey, oh it's not the dollar, it's just this special asset class created by Satoshi, that's now absolutely invaluable and might be going to a million bucks. It'll just sop up all of that. Otherwise, what could be hyperinflation, maybe. It, exactly my point. It's, it's, a, it's a liquidity sop. And, uh, and here's the other thing, too. We don't know what day that the Biden administration or another one in the future may just say we're, we're doing just what, what Roosevelt did and what Nixon did, right? And the next thing you know, it, like everything you owned is worth less. Well, if you're really rich and you're and you're smart and you have an off ramp, they can't they can't dilute Bitcoin. Right. So just like they can't dilute physical gold and physical silver. So, you know, these are things that smart people think about, you know, uh, and and, you know, you need to have, you know, if they do a 20 or 30 percent devaluation to just, you know, to uh, to keep things running, you know, uh, if you don't have means or mechanisms to be able to do that, you know, you're, you're screwed. So Bitcoin's the easiest thing. Look, <clears throat> you may not survive your trip to, to turn your gold into the gold dealer, right? Because it, it went up 100%. <clears throat> but you can sit here and press a button on your computer and you can transact in Bitcoin. So I think <clears throat> people really, really need to start thinking about what is the true value of Bitcoin here is it's really <clears throat> it's gold with an ability to transact at much, 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 much more convenience. And, you know, I always tell people, I'm going to run my gold and silver down to the grocery store. They may not take it. Mm-hmm. I may not make it there, you know, if the if the crap hits the fan. But Bitcoin, nobody even knows I own it. Okay. Not everybody here does because I told you. But I mean, I mean that as a, a general statement. Nobody, I don't know if my neighbors own Bitcoin. And I don't know if you own Bitcoin or not. You know, nobody knows for sure. And and you can transact. Right. And so that's why, you know, don't get caught up with, well, I hate it. It's, by the way, it's not the market of beast either. So we can have a whole show on that. So, um, so, you know, just don't get caught up in it. And I'm not saying go out and buy all the Bitcoin you want. 
you just be smart about everything you do. Just make sure you have enough to to give you time to think and breathe and 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 uh, and be able to transact in an environment where they may decide to do a worldwide devaluation. I'm less worried about the dollar. They look that these these people at the WEF might decide to say we need to do a worldwide devaluation of all fiat currencies, right, to take the pressure off their debt load, right. And then they'll all be sitting in something that that won't devalue. Right. So that's that's all. That's really my point with the whole thing with Bitcoin is I think it's a smart asset and I think it's something people should own some of it. You know, you can own it outright or you can you can just buy it through a, a, like an ETF or you could. I like to buy it through the Bitcoin miners. You know, they get eight to 10 X leverage on Bitcoin. If Bitcoin moves up 100 percent, these are moving up six, eight hundred percent. Look at Mara. Look at what Mara's done. Yeah, look at I Riot. Mean, look, yeah, Riot, Mara, Wolf. I have I have Wolf in my daughter's account. We didn't even look at it. <clears throat> I want to wake up one day and she goes, Dad, I could buy a condo, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what look look what well, look at what Mara did a couple a month or so ago when those they were announcing those things up. It went from like three dollars to twenty dollars, not pulled back to under ten and now popped a little bit. But that's what Mara can do. You know, Mara is Bitcoin magnified. And when I say Mara, I mean all of them. So don't don't get cut up on Mara nut. Mara, Riot, Wolf. There's there's five or six of them. And there's a there's a there's a um, a an ETF that looks at the miners in general. So you can just buy that ETF too if you don't want to mess around figuring out who the winner is. But these are great opportunities, guys. And we're going into volatility. I mean, we've made more money in the last six weeks than we made in the prior three months because the market is starting to two way. And, and we're going to start seeing more two-way action. And all the things that we love that you and I have been talking about, how long we've been doing this together, eight years, mm-hmm. all the things that we love are starting to move because they can't keep the genie in the bottle anymore. So it's going to be a lot of, it's going to be scary, but it's going to be a lot of fun because hopefully everybody listening here has been preparing for the last decade for what's going to happen over the next two or three years. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to lose you here too quickly because uh, I've got a few more things I wanted to run by you as we turn our attention immediately to the economy, the real world economy. What just happened in Maui, by the way, when we think about the macroeconomic picture and Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, they say in the future we'll own nothing and we'll be happy. They don't want us living like first world participants anymore. They want us living like third world serfs. So the Maui fires, Mass murder and disaster capitalism, it seems to be waking up a whole lot of people that didn't know anything about this stuff just a month ago. But I want to play a clip for you out of Florida regarding Hurricane Adalia and the collapse of the homeowners insurance industry in Florida. Bob, this is a very, very real world economic threat, not just to Florida, but to California, too, where we're seeing major insurance companies say that they will not insure new homes, newly built homes. Listen to this. Fortunately, what's happening is folks that used to be able to afford to live there can't afford to live there anymore because what it takes to build right. those vulnerable places is through the Florida is through the roof. It, I mean, the insurance system has collapsed in Florida, yeah. and uh, yeah. it's, it's really a, a tragic problem. I mean, it's a Florida insurance. <laughs> it is a tragic problem, and to me... It does speak to the power of BlackRock and Vanguard, which probably control all of the major insurance companies. So if they all want us basically no longer owning single family homes, you can kind of see the blueprint rolling out in California and Florida. What do you think about that, Bob? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I want to say that the regulators are at most at fault here because we went 30 years before between hurricanes and 
major hurricanes in Florida, they didn't require those insurance companies to have a big enough, um, um, you know, backup, if you will. And and then all of a sudden now, now they lose money and they want to just jam everybody. But be that as it may, we have the same issue with autos in, in California too. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a big problem. I think, uh, you know, I think I love Florida. I love everything about, you know, what, what the governor did there and all that stuff. I like the way they approached economics. But the problem is Florida probably now has probably too many people than the infrastructure could support because, you know, we're going to go in back into, you know, in the 1940s, you know, it was regular for them to get two or three major hurricanes a year. I don't think people realize that. We went through a, a quiet period of, of hurricanes over the last 20, 30 years that are going to resurface again. And now you go from having 3 million people in Florida to having 40 million people in Florida. It's a problem. And so, uh, you know, with the grand solar minimum and with the El Nino coming, we're going to go through an up cycle. Look what happened here in California. I get hit with a tropical storm where I live. You know, uh, that's all part of <clears throat> the way the fronts are moving now with the jet stream. So uh, you see how fast that thing, that, that, um, the jet stream sucked that hurricane right up to Florida. So that thing was originally going to go west into the western Gulf. And then it, uh, it just caught one of the fronts moving up and just sucked it right up. So it's a problem. Excuse me. <coughs> I, you know, I don't know what people are going to do. You know, if you own your own home, you don't have to get insurance. But if you, if you have a mortgage, they're going to require homeowners insurance. The government, the government of Florida is literally going to have to become an insurer of, of last, result, uh, last resort. But I'll tell you, though, this isn't new. I owned a home on Topsail Island, North Carolina in the mid-80s, early 90s. I couldn't get homeowners. They dropped our homeowners flood insurance. We were right on the coast. I had to go to Lloyd's of London to get insured. And so I think people are going to realize that that you know these companies are not in the business to insure you these are these are cost transfer companies and and now they're going to upcycle you with all their or they're going to just get out of it so they don't have any more any more risk they know what's going on they know we're going to have an upcycle and risk here and they're, they're just not going to get in front of it because they're trying to they're trying to protect these pretty sweet margins you know i, I hate insurance because um insurance allows these guys to create the socialism on good time, good times. And then on bad times, they walk away from you I know. And, and, and drop you, I you know? know? So I think, look, I think it's going to be part of the fourth turning where people are going to be so pissed off about everything that I don't know if I'd want to tell people if you're in certain industries, what you do for a living. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you here about Bidenomics as we round out the conversation and green nightmares. Did you see him do his idiotic Bidenomics whiteboard presentation? It became a classic meme instantly. Everybody hates this man, at least those who can think. And uh, what do we get with their new green dreams? Well, we get this EV market struggling as cars pile up on dealer lots. And it's not just because they're expensive, which they are. The guy says, we're talking about a much more nuanced lifestyle change. Not everybody wants to embrace green vehicles, especially when you know they're not green, especially when you know about what goes on in the Congo in the blood minerals that are being mined. Meanwhile, millions of Brits are told not to heat their homes at night as part of net zero climate goals. Bob, I mean, are you serious? By the way, the last item I want to run by you here in a second is COVID lockdowns 2.0. But these green dreams, Biden, Gavin Newsom, all of these people can just, I'm sorry, they can go straight back to hell from whence they came, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I'm actually in the market now to, uh, to uh, 
I'm going to buy a, a new truck. And uh, I had a Toyota Tacoma for 20 years. I went to the Toyota dealership and asking about what their plan is. Toyota, Toyota has it right. Uh, they're not, they're embracing EV only to the point where they have to. They're big in, in, in hybrid and, and hydrogen. And I think, you know, um, we don't have the infrastructure for this. I think people get that. You can't take a ride. I'm going to take a vacation. We, we're going we're gonna to fly up to Reno. My, I have, um, my brother and sister-in-law live up there in that area. And then we're going to drive back down the coast. And it's an 11-day trip. It's going to be $1,200 to rent a car to bring it home. I could have rented a Tesla for $200. And my wife said, why are we going to do that? I said, honey, I have, I have sometimes 300 miles between stops. And I don't, I don't want to get stuck, you know, and, and, you know, I don't know where the infrastructure is. I don't know where the, uh, where the charging things are. I don't want to wait an hour, you know, where I live here, you know, the charging stations, if, you know, if you're charging outside the home, sometimes you have to wait an hour just to get a station. And so I think people are, are understanding that. And, you know, basically something else they shove down our, our throats, you know, the EV versus the, uh, and, you know, and it's a, it's a crock anyway. They, they the low one is at thirty thousand. But if you really want a car that you want, they're fifty thousand dollars. Right. You know, and and uh, so just not worth it. I'm look. I'm not. You know, people know I'm. Um, I used to own a solar energy company for fourteen years. So I love the idea of of having secure, um, you know, power that you can control. But they basically took the solar business away from the people, gave it back to utilities, and 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 then this EV thing is is just a. Uh, a joke. It's California does it because they want Arizona and, and Nevada to pollute. So all the energy comes into their state clean. You know, it's just another one of these champagne liberal ideas. Gavin Newsom is such a scumbag. I call him House of Getty because that's who helped build this guy. All right. Last news item. COVID lockdowns 2.0. Masks and new vaccines are being peddled as what's coming next. And uh, I'll show you guys this. The good news is is that do not comply and we will not comply are trending over on Twitter. The people, at least those who can think, have had quite enough of this BS, Bob, and uh, nothing would make it more clear that Joe Biden and his administration despise the American people and the economy and want to cripple our nation than rolling out COVID lockdown 2.0. Yeah, I think is it 23 or 27 states have already uh, have uh, a mandatory um, no um no mandatory vaccination requirements. And, and I'm sure uh, the masking will go right with it. In California, it goes county by county. Our county was very, very lenient. And the sheriff said, uh, you know, I have no intention of, uh, of enforcing any of these lockdowns or any of these mask mandates. So who's going to get stuck is, you know, you know, it's the same people, right? You know, the Democrats control the healthcare industry. They control the education industry. They control transportation. And that's where they're going to try to knock you down. But I think with enough states not doing it, there's going to be too much data out there showing people that what you're doing doesn't work. And uh, and I think they're just look. These guys are called double downs, right? They know they're back against the wall against the data out there, and now they're just doubling down to you know to conflate the issue. So I don't know. I think some of this is trial balloon stuff. You know, we got a little worried because. The stocks that go up during lockdown started to move two weeks ago. You know, you started seeing Moderna, BioNTech, you know, Spotify, uh, the uh, Zoom, all those companies that do well when people are stuck in their home 
started to move right with that news. And I'm like, okay, this is smart money. You know, what do they know that I don't know? But I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. I think this variant that they're trying to pump is not really, it might be virulent, but it's not potent. And I think this is going to be another one of these uh, varieties that uh, were strains that will go away on these guys. So, look, I know they're desperate to do something for the election. So if not this, I don't know, you know, I'm sure they'll have something else in their bag of tricks. Yeah, that's right. It's the new fear variant. Oh, guess what? They're all fear-based variants. It's all absolute nonsense. And the only way they can succeed with their dastardly plans of tyranny is if we, the people, comply. So we'll round out this conversation with the words from the rightfully elected president, the guy who did not lose to Sleepy Joe, the guy who had the election stolen from him. He says, to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words. We will not comply. The left-wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Gee whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words, we will not comply. You know, you got to love the guy when he says the things that ought to be said. I don't hear anybody else in our federal government saying what he just said. Precious few anyway, Bob. Yeah, well, they let him say it so they could be they could be cowards behind him. Boy, the halls of Congress and the Senate are just teeming with cowards too. traitors, I would add. All right, guys, our guest has been Bob Kudla. Bob, again, remind people the deal goes through what? Did you say September 2nd? Yeah, that's Saturday. TradeLegaGenius.com, TradeGeniusAcademy.com, TradeGenius.co. Um, you, can, you can hit with us, chat with us, call us, email us. But we'll definitely, definitely help you get on the right side of trades and uh, and um, give you a, a good format in which to be able to be independent trader at some point as well. So check us out. Uh, seven bundles, pre-discounted. And a promo code Sean will put down below. And you can uh, you can use that if you don't want to take advantage of the bundles. The bundles are price free to take the bundles, though. So they're really good deals. So I hope you uh, take a look at it. Sean, I appreciate your support. And those who subscribe that are listening here, I, I really appreciate you, uh, uh, your support in our, our business and, and our efforts. So thank you. Yeah. All right, Bob. Thank you, too. And guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. I'll remind you guys for free every single day. You can visit us directly at SGT Report. That's the antidote to corporate propaganda. And the link to Trade Genius is below. God bless you and yours, friends. Bye-bye. These are microwave fires. These are fires using directed energy weapons. This is a whole new fire now because they can and they are. There's no more normal.